0: Spiritual Life Center.
1: This bask in that wonderful video that Lurie created just for you all today. Uh, What a great talent uh, that she is. That's the song by Karen Drucker that Lurie had adopted as her own, really. Let go of the shore. Or as I like to say, let go and let flow, let the spirit flow. I believe that's how grace works. I think it happens when we flow with the current of life. And of course, that requires that we have absolute faith in the force, or what we also call God the good. But the reality is oftentimes, rather than have full trust in this presence, many times we rely on our own human might, our own human power and know-how, and end up going against the flow. Recall uh, when I lived in Missouri, uh, nice place, nice people, uh, but the weather was very interesting. There would be some days like in between seasons, you know, because they had, you know, four full seasons. But in between seasons, you may have a particular day where you would experience all seasons that same day. You know, morning be nice and cool and like the fall and then it feels like spring and then the middle of the day it might feel like summer and then the next thing you know it's snowing by the end of the day and this was one of those days it just suddenly went cold and one of the most challenging things I had in, in driving there was driving on what they call black ice That's what it's like, just a thin layer of ice. You can't really see it. There might have been just enough mist coming down to create ice and it's slightly below freezing. And it is treacherous to drive on. And this is one of the days I was heading home and the black ice suddenly came on the street. And we're coming down a hill and I could see ahead of me maybe a dozen cars and they would hit a particular spot on the hill and everybody's driving three to five miles an hour, as slow as a car can go. But when it hit this particular spot, everybody's trying to steer out of it, negotiate out of it, and every single one of them ended up sliding into the ditch. So it came to my time to get to that particular point in the road. And I said, well, what am I going to do? It didn't seem like anything was working for all those other people when they were trying to navigate through it. So I just let go of the steering wheel. I just let it go. I figured, well, it can't be any worse than what they're going through. And you know what? My car just went straight down the hill, and I saw everybody else sliding off the road, and I say, hey, you know, I know something. I went with the flow. You know, when we go against the flow, sometimes we run into resistance. We create useless and unnecessary suffering. You know, I was watching some of the Unity Worldwide Ministries Summit that was online uh, last week. I didn't catch all of it. It was over a couple, I think three days, two or three days. But there was one part of it that kind of triggered something in my own mind. And I realized that sometimes we come to places like a spiritual life center and other similar places because we're turned off for a multitude of reasons by traditional religions that we may have grown up in. And there's some sort of resistance and sometimes a backlash that really doesn't serve us because we often throw out the baby with the bathwater. I know I did that for many years. But sometimes there's some good stuff there that we may have overlooked. As I mentioned last week, you know, take the Bible for existence. You know, many of us have been beaten up maybe by the Bible as we came through life for one way or another. And one of the things about new thought and that it does well and is unique Is this metaphysical interpretation of the stories. In other words, how they apply to us today. What do they mean? And they're not just stories that took place, you know, many, many years ago. But we look at how we can interpret them to say, how can they make my life better? And I had an instructor and I was in seminary that said that, well, if you ever run out of material to talk about, you know, you can always go back to a Bible story. And I needed that this week, you know, because it's rich with material. And I was talking to someone, he said, why don't you do a series on the, uh, the parables of Jesus? And I said, i think I'll do that one day, but not today. Today I want to look at a, just a little segment that's in the Hebrew Bible, or sometimes called the Old Testament, usually. And it's from 2 Kings, and in the first 10 chapters, and there's a story about two characters, Elijah and Elisha, and they're prophets. And prophets meant that they were the mouthpieces for God. They were the spokespersons for this presence. And metaphysically or symbolically, they were the forerunners of Jesus to Christ. And they had come along during a period of time when Israel had a great deal of material prosperity, but it was in spiritual decline. And so they were charged with really saving this genuine spirituality that they were losing during that time. And it came a point that Elijah, who was the elder leader at the time, and he was the mentor of the younger Elisha. And Elijah received some instructions from the still small voice. And he was supposed to anoint Elijah to be the leading prophet. And he was to succeed and follow Elijah, because Elijah realized that his work had been done. His purpose had been complete. And Elijah asked Elijah what he could do for him before he moved on, before he eventually transitioned into his next assignment in this dimension, in this, in this uh, world or this other world. And it says in that scriptural reference, he said, let a double dose of your spirit upon me this is elijah talking to elijah he said i want a double dose of your spiritual consciousness and i see your oneness with god i want that same spirit to be in me he said he wanted a double shot of his consciousness his awareness and i'd like to say that he said i want to be a fool for god i thought about that because i remember i being at a mall years ago and there was a guy walking around with a sandwich board. You know, was advertising, You know, people have a sandwich board they're advertising something in a wall. You know, some insurance to buy or anything. And this guy, you know, I don't know if he was working for any particular per- store there because he. I found out he wasn't, but he had on the front of the sandwich board, "I'm a fool," "I'm a fool." And I'm thinking, well, is this some sort of like you know punishment for him? You know, that he had to go walk around and say he's a fool. <clears throat> and so he's walking up and down. And then I looked on the back of the sandwich board, and it said. I'm a fool for God. Whose fool are you? Who are you working for? So I say that because what we really want is a double dose of the spirit of living God. We want to be the full expression of this present in every aspect of our life. Now, as I mentioned before, that sometimes over our life, we may have given God human qualities, You know, it says that we're made in the image and likeness and out of God, which means that we have the qualities of God. But sometimes we return the favor and we try to give God our qualities, human qualities, things that change. You know, particularly as we read some of the old stories in the Hebrew Bible, the writers gave human qualities to God. Because one day God would be doing one thing, the next thing he would do something else. Third day he would do something else. And if you looked at it, you look, my God, that guy has a multiple personality disorder. Forgetting that all of the ancient scriptures really are talking about, I mentioned last week, an unfoldment of spiritual, of human consciousness. Because it was written by human beings. There's some good stuff in there, but it still came through a human consciousness. So they go from a sense of separation from the divine. And as we go through it, we come to a point where we become more aware that we are one with God. And that this presence is always changeless. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever as those stories tell us. And then we realize that our role is to know when to let go of our human way of being and let the water carry us. Let that spiritual essence carry us, as that song that Larry was singing in that video tells us to do. So we may ask this question. How do we do this? It's not always easy to let go and let God. We say that so glibly. We say, let go, let God. You know, of course, you know, there's no definite how to's to do this. You know, sometimes I hear people say, you know, I, did took that, I took that class. I got this spiritual stuff down. I read that book. I got it all together now. So there's no definitive how-tos because it's a process. But there are strategies and there are intentions that we can do to get to that point where we realize that oneness and we begin to let go of the shore. We begin to let that presence guide us. And one of the things that we can do is to begin when our day starts, when we wake up and it's morning and we have a sense of expectancy of the good. Now, some days, I don't know about you, I wake up and I say, you know, instead of saying, you know, good morning, God, and I'm feeling good, I wake up some days and I don't know about you and I say, good God, it's morning. What's going to go wrong today? Had one of those days yesterday, you know, you might be saying. And we begin to use this spiritual faculty, this law of mind and action, sometimes to our detriment. Understand that when we begin to get with that kind of intention, with that kind of expectation, we understand that God, this presence, this force, this energy, is always answering our deepest belief. And if we ask, well, how Good God, it's morning and it's going to turn out to be a horrible day. Spirit says, okay, if you believe that, uh, I'll show you all the different ways things can go wrong. But no, we don't want to do that. We want to feel, we want to sense and declare that this is the day that the great law of life has made, or oh, the Lord, if you know that old song, if you went back to the old school, I was thinking about this, and he said, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord had made, that the Lord had made. You know, some, I like that song now. I didn't really like it that much years ago, but I kind of understand that it's setting an intention They were really beginning to realize that it's a magnificent day because we're in it. And then when we begin to get that expectancy of the good, we want to stop at the noon hour. And we want to contemplate our oneness with God and absolutely declare we are one with the Spirit. And then we begin to release ourselves in that silent moment. And we begin at the end of the day. We begin to retire for the day. Get a sense of gratitude. We review our day noticing all the blessings that have been given us, all the blessings. It doesn't matter how small they may seem to be. We just kind of look for the blessings, and we begin to get into an energy field where we begin to see the good, bless the good, and suddenly we're begin to walking embodiment of that good, and something happens. And what happens? We realize that energy flows where our attention goes. And our attention now has been on the God qualities, the good. And we let flow the water and let the water carry us, so to speak. And we find that we come into a flow of life rather than seeking to make things happen with our own might, with our own power, with our own intelligence, with our own education, our own life that we think we have separate from the presence of God. We're carried by that spiritual presence into that flow where the blessings have already been given. I always like to say, before they call, I've already answered you. The good is already there. And the things that we think we're praying for, we begin to see that they have already been given us. And what we need to do is get into that consciousness where we receive it, that we accept it. We see the blessings that have already been given. You know, sometimes I think that Spirit of living God would be saying, you know, I've given everything to you. You just have to claim it. It'll be okay when you get here, I guess. They may have to go through their stuff, but it's right here. And when we begin to understand that, we come to the realization that every demand, every challenge that has been placed upon us in our human experience is not given to the human part of us to solve. Every demand that has been given to us is given to that divine presence. We call it that Christ presence within us that contains all the good, the prosperity, the joy, the forgiveness, the beauty, the strength, the endurance, the patience. It's there. So it's not up to us to do those things, but we realize that every challenge or demand we find coming to us during the course of our day is a demand upon that invincible spirit within us. And because we are in the flow of it, we can begin to relax in that flow. And we begin to witness how God is going to show up in our life, how it's going to take care of whatever seems to be happening in our life experience. This is letting go of the shore and allow the spirit to carry us. And we can augment that. We can make it even better when we look. For evidence of God's blessing in our life, in the life of our planet, in our life of the fellows around us. And as we do, we train ourselves to look for the evidence and of joyful expectation. Sometimes people have an anxious anticipation, not a joyful expectation of the good. So we want to look for the good. We look for the evidence of that good in and as our life. You know, as it says, in I think in Matthew, one of those scriptures, it says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. And if we come with that attitude, oh, we'll begin to see that good. But oftentimes we've been trained to to look for the problems and how to solve them. What's wrong with life? Sometimes folks wake up and they look for what's going to, they're going to have to meet with this day. I always say, if you're looking for a rainy day, you run into one, some way or another. And Of course, we exquisitely get trained if we have that mindset to see the negative and the life of our fellows in that same way. And, and, and we may sometimes try to run from it, but it's going to be there For that's what we're seeking or if we're complaining about it. As I like to say, I think Bob Marley said that complaining is when we are actually making an affirmation or a declaration that says, I can't see God. I can't see God. I can't see the presence of God. That's what a complaint is. Nobody here does that, but you know people that do. I think our charge is to claim that the earth, as that statement in the Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And to claim that the heavens, which is ever-expanding good, are declaring the glory of the living God. So that the, even the firmament, and the firmament is really us, the expression of this presence, is showing the handiwork of this infinite presence. And then we begin to experience, expect, and look for the evidence of God's good. Let go of the shore. You know, when we begin to flow, We look out into the world and we will see that even though sometimes the news has a particular slant as to what's going on on the planet, what's happening in our world, it'll bring to our attention, you know, how bad things are, but I always say don't look at the news unless you really pray it up, because it'll bring us a sense of separation that invades and pervades our human experience. But when we begin to get into that flow, we let go of that sure. We move ourselves into the awareness that God is all that there is. And we do see that when we see rightly. And we'll be reminded that everything that has been going on, according to the news reports, has been going on for a long time. Though it seems like they just happened. You know, these conflicts and rumors of conflicts, the separation, the the polarization that we see sometimes, didn't just happen because they've been reported on the the news in some way. They've been going on since ancient times. And someone said, you know, or asked me, well, why is there so much fighting and conflict? And in the old days, they would say, well, let me tell you a story about Cain and Abel. It's been part of the human experience for thousands of years now. And when we begin to look for the evidence of God's good, however, we'll begin to see because of all the stuff that's been brought into our attention, all the stuff that is going on, we begin to see that it's brought to the surface so that we can deal with it. That that which has been swept under the rug can be brought to the light and hold those who are holding the high watch to do that. And that's us. You know, if we have a crisis in our life, in our world, it means it's an opportunity to see how God is going to show up in our life. You know, our board is coming together to do the quantum work together. And I always say that I'm realizing it's really to help us understand how to convert what we think is against us and realize that it's always for us. You know, it's like the, the man who was born blind. Jesus said he was born blind in order to show the glory of God, to call forth the glory of God. And we're here to do the same in our life. he realize that the peace and the love and the harmony and the symmetry of God's order is there, even in the midst of the challenges and the difficulties. And our role as people who are awakening to this presence. Awakening in our hearts is an understanding that we are being ushered into a magnificent birth, a new awareness. And whenever there is a new birth of any kind that's a change from where we are, sometimes what comes before it is a sense of negativity. Sometimes there's a constriction and an expansion that goes on. And it's not always fun and games. It's not always easy. So we realize that we are here to grow and unfold, to express more of the presence of the spirit of living God. So things have been going on since ancient times and they're being brought to our surface today so we can see from the higher point of view let's realize that when we begin to do that we begin to grow from God's glory to greater glory we'll begin to see all the stuff is there for us to expand to grow to develop that nothing in this planet is wasted nothing so all the stuff that we may have thought is against us we realize it's for our better good. It's for our good. So even the crisis that we seem to be going on, maybe in our country, in our world, that appears to be unsolvable, that's a message from the spirit of living God. There's more in you to express, to reach deep within you in order to express that deep power of the presence of God. They're being brought forth for that reason. I've been, you know, I think about this a lot and I say, because that's the only thing that really keeps me going. <laughs> I got to say that there's something there for us. There's something that's calling us deeper. There's something saying, say, pull out that which is within you because that which is within you is far more powerful than anything or any else that's happening in our world. God is calling for us. So as I was saying that our role as people who are waking up, we're waking up. You know, as the, the Buddha said that when he asked, or was asked, who are you? And he said, I am awake. And we're here to usher in that new birth. We're here to usher in that new age. We're here to usher in those new possibilities. We're on the stage of our own development as a human species where now is the time. We are the ones. We can't look for other people to do it. Sometimes, you know, we say, "Well, wh- wh- who's going to do this?" And we got to realize, "Hey, ain't no ain't nobody coming back to save us." Nope. But us, we got to do it. We got to be the ones. So we want to get into the flow. I kind of kind of went off on a tangent right there. But, you know, sometimes that that happens. <laughs> we want to get carried away by the spirit where we no longer look and see things from the low vibration, but that high way of seeing the world. And we will see something magnificent is waiting to be expressed through our life. And this magnificence is happening everywhere. Anyway, as it states in that story, Elisha wanted the blessing from Elijah. Elijah. And Elijah simply said, if you could see me in my glory and my majesty, that will mean you have attained a consciousness of right sight. And that double dose that you are asking for will be yours. So our work is to see, to see, to see, to see that I'm waking up with expectancy, stopping at noon and catching that silence where all the presence of God is, and then have a word of gratitude at the end of the day where we realize that we are always free in the spirit when we make that our choice. But silence is the key. I think that's the number one thing that we can age in, in this planet. I think if everybody took a few moments of silence every day for five minutes a day at the same time, we transform the world in a moment because we catch where all the power is. You know, there's a French thinker by Blaise Pascal, and Blaise said that all of humanity's problems stem from the inability to sit alone in a room for any length of time. Sometimes, you know, in the human part, we jump up quickly to do something and make it happen from our own understanding. And Pascal's desperation speaks of the busyness and clutter that not only happens in our outer world, but within our inner world as well. And I think to have a transforming and trusting experience of the grace of God and get carried away by the Spirit, we must be practicing attending to that still, small voice. You know, sometimes we... Having life that first is the first thing in action, the first thing spiritually when it comes up is probably no action at all. You know, perhaps our model should be when, when all heck is breaking loose. People, you know, some people say, don't just sit there, do something. Maybe we should do something different. When we hear ourselves say, don't just sit there, just sit there, just be for a little while. Allow that presence to take us over. We want to catch that and realize there's a natural ecstasy of simply being alive, simply being in this presence, a natural happiness that comes from an understanding, our divine origin, our spiritual roots, where we're coming from spiritually, and that we're not Touching that and being indoctrinated or initiated into simply the three-dimensional world, the material world only Where we seek ecstasy outside of ourselves Because often as my own life, I realize that the only thing that leads to is our addictions of all kinds Not just substance, but any kind of addiction it Could be food, it could be driving fast, I do that sometimes That's why Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you drink of this water, you will thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I have, you shall never thirst. He was talking about that spiritual water. He was talking about the unchanging qualities of God, where there's nothing but true fulfillment. And that cannot be attained by the external temporary experiences in life. Because the moment we get a semblance of that temporary counterfeit joy in the external world, we lose it. We have a fulfillment. Emily Cady in her text, Lessons and truth says that every person believes he or she is in bondage to the flesh and things of the flesh. She's talking about the temporary and all suffering, all the stuff that we go through is a result of that belief. But there's an inner ecstasy, an inner glow that comes from realizing that God is the source of all good and genuine fulfillment. And when we rest in God, that sense of fulfillment shows up. I would mentioned earlier in my life when I was, had nothing in life and I had to come to the realization that everything I needed was within me was the best times of my life. Hopefully the better times are still coming. But I realized at that moment, I needed nothing outside of me to be fulfilled, just, to, just the need to feel my oneness with the force, let go of attachments, let go of the shore, and be carried away by the Spirit. So I had, I've been talking a lot, so let me kind of sum up a little bit. <laughs> We're talking about retreating from the world of effects, retreating from the material viewpoint, And it comes not only just in things, but in beliefs that we hold on to. I often say that if you want to lighten your load, sometimes just lighten your belief system a little bit. Let's go of something. And then something magical happens. As we listen to the music or watch the videos, we realize that the artist captures something, something that's been in the ethers even before time began. It's another way that God is revealing itself. It's already been done, it's already fulfilled, but someone had to be courageous enough. Someone had to be patient enough. Someone had to be talented enough, still enough, obedient enough to simply reveal it. So understand that within all of us right now is the capacity to make a major difference on the place we call planet Earth. That right now within all of us, sometimes we may think that we're a small, insignificant being. Maybe we've been taught that theologically. Someone may have mistakenly told you you are simply the dust of the earth, amounting to little or nothing. But I bless them because I know they were doing the best they could with what they have, and they were mistaken. They were doing the best they could with what they knew at that time, and it may have served us at that moment. And if so, beautiful. We don't curse it. We just step on it like a ladder to another level of our development. We were made in the image and likeness of God. We have divine origins within us. They're timeless And it's looking for you and me to reveal his majesty and his glory to be carried away by it. And when we do that, we stand with all the ancient seers of old and say, I know that the kingdom of heaven is within my heart. We can stand in the awareness and then witness these great jewels of greatness and allow them to pour forth through us. And people will watch us and say, wow, you did that? In your life, and we might sheepishly say, Well, yes, I did. But then we'll ultimately realize and say, With the Spirit of living God, I realized that everything was possible. As it says, With God, all things are possible. And that's what we allow to come into our life. So we start with that expectancy. We look for the good. We become still and we catch that within us that can carry us forward. We let go of that shore. And as we look for the evidence of good, a new training will kick in and we'll look at ourselves and our world, and our communities, and we'll begin to see the beauty that has been wrought by this presence. We'll stop seeing differences. We'll see how the lines on the map were just a reinforcement of a sense of separation and not wrought by the presence of God. And we will look at that wonderful light that shines through every child of God. And as Elijah says, you'll receive a double dose of the spirit. And we will be anointed in the work that is specifically chosen for us. Don't let anybody fool us. We have a purpose for being here on the planet. And we are here to be carried away by this infinite spirit that we call God. And when we allow ourselves to do that, we won't have to be worried about catching a virus or moving on to the next dimension in any way, shape, or form. Because we will not leave a second before our purpose is complete. We won't. When we're carried away by this spiritual presence, regardless of what the doctor may say or may have told us, regardless what name or label they may have given you, regardless of what your finances may look like at this particular moment, when we allow ourselves to be carried away by the spirit, we will not leave a moment before our purpose is fulfilled. And when our purpose is fulfilled, we'll be more than happy to go to any dimension we're called to go to because we will realize there's only life, life, and more life, no matter what more life, and we will live that presence always. Being more true to ourself, living that fearless life, that immortal life in this instant. So I said I was gonna end, so let me end with this. Let the spirit of the living God have its way with you. Let go of the shore, as larry was saying, And then just get carried away.
0: God bless. Peace out. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well.